It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Hey yo, good morning America, good morning to Erica, who gave me good to have a watch, good morning America, good day me- Episode 84 of View From 202. Well, folks, it's happened. Uh, the Rebels lost again, so everything back, back to normal. Everything's normal. Cancel the um, season, baby. I didn't mean it. We're not actually becoming a Mets podcast. I would never do that to you. Now that we're losing again, <laughs> it's like I. It's like our old selves. I miss the old us. Wait, did you now say we an M or an it. N? Uh, either works, really, actually. Or either J. Or Jets, yeah. yeah. We're not becoming an Ets podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, one and zero loss. In Salt Lake, uh, to Mike Pecky's boys, um, all on, and we're we're gonna, here to recap it on uh, yet another fucking day where we're gonna get slammed with snow. Um, I think there have been as many nor'easters last week as the View from Two Hundred Two episodes. Wow, that's never a good sign. No. Yeah. Um, maybe cyclone. maybe maybe it won't snow again. There was no, like it's this, definitely gonna snow. It's, it's yeah, I know. Snow. There's like a ninety percent chance, but like maybe. Maybe it won't actually happen. Maybe it'll be a little warm. It's like a 90% chance that we're getting between 8 to yes. 16 inches. Yes. No, I, 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 I know the stats. You don't have to tell yeah. me twice, but, but maybe. Also, when you're well, listening was, to this, it will have already snowed. It will have already snowed. I was also <laughs> but if it on a conference call with the National Weather Service. Today, yeah, but, it, but if it didn't, then, then School's I, canceled, get, I get the so last laugh. That's, that's true. <laughs> so everyone now laugh at Sam as you fall and break your ass on the snow. Um, <laughs> but how, how is your guys weekend uh i was home yeah um so i was like i got i got, I got even more snow up mm-hmm. there so that was that was good i was also among snow i was in montreal uh that was good i was actually accidentally adjacent to their game with uh toronto which was funny because last time we were in montreal is for our away trip mm. and uh i think julia didn't quite know what we were getting into with the away support thing but it's funny because now we went up just to go for the weekend anyway with some other friends and then we ended up going to the biodome there which is lovely many fine capybaras and otters i recommend it but it's right next to wait capybaras and otters yeah you betcha those are up there in terms of yeah it's a very good biodome um, but it's pretty uh, close to the stadium. Right? It's like literally right yeah, next yeah, to yeah. it. So we got off on the train with all of the Impact fans going to the game. Huh. Um, big rivalry game too. Can, cannot could not avoid it. Yeah. But uh, it was good. I actually had a, a lot of interesting soccer conversations over the weekend. Mm. Um, cause both because because one uh, J Car is like decided he's going to get more into soccer. So and because. Mm. he's the son of like a, a diplomat he's kind of lived in like a million different places so he doesn't have an ob- obvious choice of wh- who to pick so i've been oh, trying to see yeah <laughs> i've been i've been trying to uh soft sell him on the red bulls though and i think i did okay because he's he uh has told me he's not gonna pick city because mm. of sheikh Mansour mm. and how he literally enslaves uh like South uh, South Asian peoples, which you know, is, all it takes is a little education to yeah. not be a city fan. Yeah, but um, the takeaway I've, that. I've, and he's. I'm trying to not go too hard with the Rebels thing, but I told him about the Champions League because he he really knows mm. Champions League mostly. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
like UEFA Champions League, and I was like, hey, guess what? You've heard of Chivas, right? And like we're playing them in the semifinals of the Champions League. Isn't that cool? And he was like, actually, yeah. Like if you know, we might come down for that. And I was like, wow, oh, wow. Okay, That's, yeah, reeling them in. That is a might, really cool event, though. Might come know, down, right? Might come down and buy three, uh, three tickets. Yeah. Th- well, I, we'll, three, we'll, three, we'll, the three match pack. We'll talk about that later, I think, <laughs> as a different thing. But just for now, I want to bring that up as a point of. I think people have been handicapping the tournament a lot. I think, I mean, we've complained about this before on the show. But I mean, like, oh, it's so esoteric, it's so weird. Yeah, I mean, if people know what the UEFA Champions League is, or the Copa Libertadores, it's like, it's intuitive concept. And the fact that Chivas and Club America, like the two most, two of the most famous teams in the continent, are also in it, leads us credibility. So I feel like if you're out there trying to sell this to someone, or, as I was here, trying to, like, soft sell the Red Bulls long term... I think it makes the whole team and the whole thing sound cool overall and intuitive. So I, to me, it worked. You made your case without having to really yeah. like explicitly make your case. Yeah, but it was cool. <clears throat> we also, it was, we were at, at one point, we are in this bar in Montreal that had a bunch of Canadians shit on the wall. And, uh, oh Lord. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't really avoid it. And then, so Anna was like, why is the Montreal team called just like the Canadians? Isn't that kind of weird? It's like, yeah, it is kind of weird. But then we, we started talking about like how they're nicknamed this and like how they've got the whole French nationalism thing in or like Quebec nationalist thing going on. But then there was also a Celtic scarf on the wall, which one probably means we're in a better bar. It was also St. Patrick's day. Um, but then we started talking about like soccer as political, uh, like, uh, rivalries. Sure. And I was going in and it made me realize that you can actually describe a lot, a, a decent amount of, I think, regional conflicts, through the, the derbies, which, you know, sounds obvious at one point, but I hadn't really thought about it that way. Specifically, we were talking about the old firm and, like, the, the Classico and then the Napoli. Uh, how, like, Naples came up as an interesting example, where I feel like uh, comparing Glasgow or, or Celtic to how they, like, often fly the Palestinian flag in the stands as, like, a sign of solidarity uh, versus, like, Napoli, which... I don't think they do it as much anymore, but you, you used to see them sometimes fly, like, people would hold the Confederate flag, which is, like, a more superficial reading, but it's kind of like a north-south thing. But I think it also maps on to, like, the whole feeling of, like, you know, southern Italy feels uh, oppressed by the north, but it's often in times of a more traditional, like, hierarchical vision of what, like, uh, everything should be, as opposed to the Celtic version, which is more about, like, global empire and imperialism. So... I had a surprisingly fun soccer-related series of conversations, despite the fact that I did not actually watch the game on Saturday. Speaking of which, 1-0 loss to RSL, goal courtesy of uh, Carlos, our sweet son being punished for being too swole. This is injustice will not stand. Folks, if you thought... I was going to criticize Carlos this week. What the fuck? Were you? Of course, I'm. we must defend Carlos. It's All right, unfair. So it was a pretty bad. <laughs> it's unfair to accept, to expect him know. to know his yeah. own strength at this age. He's still he, a growing boy. Mm-hmm. He bear hugged him. Look, he's just being kind. Yeah. He's being intimate. It was a nice this embrace. This is a tosc- toxic masculine ideal of not being able to show intimacy with your other fellow men, and I reject it. And this is the frankly. price you pay, yeah. as, apparently. Yeah, it's it's literally, pen- literally penalized. Yeah. Absurd. Um, okay, no, but that that's the, uh, that's the only goal in this one. Um, not much other highlights. It was it was a, it was a little dumb. For yeah. Us, wow. But... Um, 
un- unnecessary to say the least. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really the only thing. The other RSL, to my knowledge, did not really create any other chances. Their expected goals was like 1.07 or something. And how much how much is a penalty worth? Unexpected goals like 0.8 or something? I have no idea. I don't I, know. I don't know how expected goals work. I don't, I, I don't really know or care. But like, we yeah, watch chances. like watch the game. Yeah. Like they only had. I think there was one chance that got called offside, and there was mm-hmm. a really nice uh, chip by, I don't know, I want to say Rusnak, but I, that's only because he's, like, the only relevant player on mm-hmm. RSL. Um, but, but like... He was offside. Yeah, he was offside, so it didn't actually matter for anything. But uh, the Red Bulls had a few chances. Yep, Tim Parker of a hell, hell of a header. Oh. I feel comfortable saying that anyone but Nick Romando does not make that save. That was really good. You don't think Sean Johnson makes that save? <laughs> I don't think that Bobby Shuttleworth or Nick Lambert <laughs> Yeah, no way. Um, but uh, there was another there's Noah shot too. Bezicourt. Yeah, Bezicourt from outside the box. It yeah. was uh, it was uh, there was a set piece and the ball got uh, 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 headed out of the box uh, or cleared out of the box. Bounced a couple times. Bezicourt took it from the 18 mm-hmm. and it uh, was just a really good low ball and it took no deflections until it reached Ramondo who made a mm. good reaction save. Yeah. Um and so honestly I, I mean like, you know, neither team looked great and that could have been Pecky's strategy as soon as he got the goal, but like there were two opportunities to score. Yep. And, and like, like you know, it was also snowing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean like I don't know that we can take that much without well, so, there's there's a lot to blame, right? You, sure, you can blame the weather, the you can blame the altitude, you could blame uh, starters, you could also blame Ted Uncle yeah. for be for there's uh, a pretty poor, poor a poor game. Uh, I don't. I, I thought. On, I, on I his don't part. blame him for not getting that handball call. That just. I mean, way. I think you do create your own luck. Yeah, we've said this. Previously, yeah, yeah. But but on the one hand, I guess this is just a clarification question. Any plays. Or anything that happens in the box yes. uh, that either warrants a red card or warrants a penalty is subject to review, right? And so there's a difference between uh, um, a couple things can happen. Um, so, so, no, no, so, 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 yeah. so Ted Uncle or the referee can uh, put their hand up to their ear to then request uh, like a confirmation or like uh, request like um, I don't know a co- consultation from the I, VAR I think, official but then I think they're talking but, to each other the entire time no but it, no but there's a distinct signal when you put your ear we put you put when he puts his hand on his ear to then request like for a specific play uh, and that is like and I, that and I, that I, can I happen it. It, no I don't I don't think the no, I think Sam's right. I don't think the referee is in constant communication with the VAR in, in particular. I think the referee is in constant communication with the fourth official yeah. the whole time, but not necessarily the VAR. And I think, I think, I'm well, not sure. In real I think time, the, the VAR, VAR can tell the referee to, you know, take a review. I think that is only um, it's not to correct moments. calls that are actually no, made. But I, I don't think that's. I, I don't think the VAR interrupts the run of play. No, I agree. To yeah. Say you should have made a call. They will only say, "Hey, that call you just made, you was should review wrong. it." Yeah. But I think I just I'm looking for clarification because I know that like there is like a signal like when when the referee puts their finger to their ear, that is a distinct signal to then get feedback from the VAR okay. official, and then you can actually make the signal to the VAR, make the rectangle shape, blow the whistle, and no, run and run. It's just and run a rectangle the, shape, as as far as I know. I, no, I, I mean I looked it up and I know that there those are two different distinct things I, i'm just saying that like at what point like uh if to to us or to like uh, based on a replay that mm-hmm. like you know there's a, there's a handball or a distinct you know uh miss call 
like my understanding like, like what like what does it take to then go back right. stoppage of play yeah i think my understanding no i mean like like uh like if those were like clear fouls and there was a stoppage in play like why wouldn't they go back and like do a formal review discretion of the referee yeah my understanding is that the the var from a distance cannot interrupt play only the referee can interrupt play um, because it's about keeping the continuity yeah. of the referee's decision. I think for dangerous play, the VAR can once the ball has been out, tell the that they should look at a yeah, red card. But yeah. for like handballs and stuff, I'm, I'm, I don't. I mean, I feel like I haven't seen it done. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, I just don't know. And, and yeah. I feel like, you know, the commentary didn't actually clarify anything, which is just, like, means that nobody actually really knows. I mean, yeah. what is a catch right now? Does anyone know what a catch is? No, no, no <laughs> one does. Um, I, yeah, I, that was that was lacking. Um, there were a couple... Weird... Yeah, but, like, it's, it's not a big deal in this game. Like, we should have scored multiple times. Yeah, no, I don't think we can blame it on Uncle. No, I mean, I, I, there's what several factors, right? Yeah, it's just uh, it's an unfortunate like uh, uh, just not, nothing really came together. Yeah, so not a single Concacaf team that participated in the Concacaf legs this in the midweek won this weekend, including the Mexican teams actually, which huh. I thought was interesting. Uh, everyone uh, either drew or lost, uh, including Toronto, who lost to the relatively lowly Montreal. Um, but uh, we were playing a kind of rotated lineup. Um, BWP starts on the bench. We see Kyle Duncan play again. Kyle Duncan is uh, now with Mario Gone on World Cup d- or international team duties this weekend. Is set to have three starts in a row to start his New York Red Bulls career. Uh, we also see um, Davis does not make the eleven. Uh, picked up a little bit of a knock. Uh, but we do see more familiar names like uh, Royer um, mm-hmm. and uh, Tim Parker are both on the first team. So it's kind of a hybrid uh, rotation, not quite the Portland thing. But um, Adams, yeah, Shikovsky's there, but uh, I on was hearing wing. he's on the wing, and that yeah. did not work well. Is that no. yeah, not not so good. That was my biggest objection with the the starting lineup. I thought that Shikovsky just looks very good at the six. So I don't understand. Also, is it really a six? I feel like he's the pivoting midfielder. Yeah. I don't. I feel like it's not really what a six is. I mean, he's I also would, a good destroyer. I think people uh, are underrating how good of a destroyer I, he is. I would just call him a box to box. I would just call, I would Tyler's call him the a, box to box. I would call. I don't feel like either of those just names work. I feel like uh, they're kind of like the pivoter, two pivots, and one of them, you know, that both alternate through squeezing in between tight spaces and always keep tabs on where the other one is. I feel like the traditional six is not really present in the system. Yeah. I, I think Tyler's more of a shuttler than he is a, a pivot role, though. You know, he, he goes into space instead of, you know... Uh, How's that lips. different than what I was saying? I'm not, not tight space. He goes into open space. At the end of the day, they're both just midfielders. Yeah. I mean, there's there's uh, there's nuance and sophistication to it, though. Like, we have to look at what role they're playing in, in the system, right? Are, are, like, we, are we an analytical podcast? Yeah. I, I mean, like... <laughs> I would say that the, the exact nuance we need to add is that Tchaikovsky is not a six. I, I think that he entirely is. That's why that's that's why I'm... It's like, like, he's seems our, like the opposite of nuance I think he's our, our best six he's a good destroyer he's very good at passing tight spaces he's good at dribbling out of trouble um i don't think he's good on the wing for that i mean he it doesn't comes back sit to back the... and defend the back line um and he doesn't sit in front of the center back i mean look like if a, anything Dax that... mccarty is a six yeah 
Janino is a six. Mark is not a six. I think Mark and Dax should play a similar role, though. Like, I think they but play a similar role. But Dax's position doesn't exist again. We've talked so much about this. Yeah. No, I, but, but, but it's, 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 it's a, I think he's a destroyer who, who is good in, in tight spaces. I don't think he's a winger. You're talking about his skill set. Sure, maybe. Yeah. If you're talking about his position, he absolutely is not at six. I disagree with you. Anyway, I, I think that he's – bring it back to him playing on the wing. I don't think he's good at the wing because of the, the way that he presses is better suited for tight spaces in, in the central midfield, whereas the way the, the aggressive, frenetic energy that he brings when, he, when he's up against um, people out wide, there's a lot more open space so people can exploit that. Yeah. So I don't think that he works well because of those aspects. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think he's a winger. Right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would say my bigger issue was that we played it in a formation, which is you call it, you can call it a three-three-three-one, you can call it a five-one-three-one. Three at right? the back doesn't work, Jesse. But but I think three in the back can work. I I, I think that uh, the problem is, and I've I've said this a, a couple times, if not here, like frantically messaging on like Facebook or whatever. Uh, like if you're gonna play five in the back, your wing backs have to be like the stars of the show, to me at least. And so like when you have players like Mario and Taxi in, they're your best players they're i mean they're they're like they are the ones who are asked to, to do the most in that formation and the ones who are asked to both defend and then bomb off the wings and provide attacking support and we had we had a uh, neither of those two players on the field and yeah. so we we had a system that featured two of our arguably weaker players and i think that that did not help us at all so i just i just think it's kind of weird like i think that uh I, i'm just not sure why we didn't just play the same formation or take the same approach that we did against portland, uh, portland. exactly well, I, yeah. I think part of it might be that jesse um does think that the three in the back is our default system right or our default formation right now um, I agree with you that wingbacks are, are, are definitely key to being successful in, in three in the back, but I, I will not have any Kyle Duncan slander because I think he's a very good fullback. Do you uh, see that either it was one of Leipzig or uh, Salzburg played a three in the back system that uh, the theory seems to be that perhaps Jesse invented it. Or, wow. Or I mean, I saw that. I saw that too. Yeah. I, I like it. Look, I think it's, I, I like that formation. Uh, I just not for I, this team. I just think no, I do, I, and I think we have so many good center backs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I. It's early. Uh, it we don't have enough. I, I like we don't. We, don't we, we need to crowd the midfield. We looked so much more dynamic when we played against Portland. I think Jesse might have gotten cold feet I mean, because we were po- away, so we're a little less confident. I don't know. I, but how much of that is attributed to like a, just a dumpster fire of a Portland side? But a lot of it. I think a lot of it. I don't think Portland. I mean, it, it might turn out. We don't know how Portland is this season yet. Right. I mean, any replay uh, or of the, uh, even watching the highlights is, packing, is an indication of how terrible they were. Packing the midfield is better for us because we have better central midfielders, I think, than we have. I mean, I think three. Both, both could work. I don't really. But mind like him even trying even to... even to that point, like you watch you watch watch the highlights of the Tijuana game where we played three in the back, and you see the wingbacks they pinched in quite a bit. Taxi was in the middle of the field. We didn't Tijuana game with three in the back either, though. I At mean, the beginning? No. Sure, that was yeah, the, that was the that first was 20 that, minutes of play, though, yeah, right? And that, that could have been attributed yeah, to a lot of things that were not just the formation. We didn't look as dyna- we need to. I think that we do need to crowd this midfield because the way that we pass, the, our, our one touch passing is better. I think we're more fit in these teams. We can outpress them in the middle. Um, but just we, we we need an extra presence in the midfield. 
which could be the fullbacks. Uh, to, and, but, and, and, you know, that's your opinion. That's fine. And I don't know. But it just, just specifically to the specifically R. Specifically central midfield. but no, Specifically to the RSL game. I feel like we just needed better wing backs, and we didn't have them. And so if we're going to play five in the back, I feel like you need to do that. And if you don't have your best wing backs or your best full backs on, allow them to play defensively. Play four in the back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that's yeah. my take. Yeah. Um, in hindsight now, I, I feel like I would have definitely played Muil this week, if only for the reason if like if, if we're going into it and we're going to rotate anyway and we're going to be fine or, or you know, not totally upset about dropping points. I would definitely have given him a chance to score a hat trick, <laughs> regain a little bit of footing yeah. after his pretty terrible performance on Tuesday. Um, I feel like that was perhaps a missed opportunity, but Jesse knows more about the day to day. So yeah. maybe, maybe there, maybe he just got a read off of him or spoke to him personally where he decided it would be better to give him rest. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I really thought we could have used wheels kind of like the, the specific type of energy that he brings in a chaotic game like this. Yeah. Was it chaotic? Well, not like it could have been chaotic. Like it should have okay. been chaotic. Right. Because okay. I thought we were pretty low energy for the day. Okay. Um, so who, who are our, who was our goat? For this, Ooh, this is gonna be this is gonna be our first difficult goat, goat yeah. goatist of the of the season. I mean, it's taking taking with a grain of salt at this point. Uh, I thought that Tyler had a good game. Uh, I felt like he was everywhere, but he did lose his cool in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. Conceded a couple fouls and and just uh, I don't know. Uh, you could you could see that his energy just wasn't up to like you like like Bradley was like the most frustrated player at the end of the mm-hmm. end of the match. Um, and I feel like uh, uh, Tyler brought the energy for the first 85. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, to me, it was between him and uh, I thought Parker played pretty well. Uh, but I'm going to give yeah. it to Adams. Okay. Yeah, between I, – I, I agree. I think it's it's Adams. But for me, it was kind of between him and uh, Bezacourt. Okay. I thought that Bezacourt oh, okay. was one of our stronger players. I, I, I think good. Like Beza just like adds – is a better player person for this double pivot in my opinion like i think the way that he he plays in in you know like tight spaces with shikovsky would have worked well if both of them were playing in the central so to clarify this double pivot uh what what so we've got we played a 5-1-3-1 which which what part of the field are you referring to as no not not in this game i'm saying it's you're saying you're saying in a 4-2-3-1 they would be the two they would you you want them to be the two as opposed to adams and shikovsky yeah well, I, in a four-three-three, I'd rather have Adams because Adams would be a better shuttler. With Shikovsky at the so I, I'm just I'm just trying to poke th- poke some holes in your theory. Uh, where where does Adams play in a in a four-two-three-one? He then? doesn't. In my ideal like lineup, he's I not think, on the field. So you'd rather you'd, Bezicourt, you'd rather play Bezicourt than than Tyler Wait, Adams. I'm sorry, did you just say that in your ideal lineup, Tyler? No, Adams is in my not ideal playing. lineup, it, Tyler Adams would play as a shuttler uh, in the midfield, not as the double pivot. What is a shuttler? So it's, he, it's it's the one in the five one three one. I okay. think. No, it, it will be in the four three three. It will be the middle uh, of the central midfielders. We're a tactics podcast now. Yeah, I I have a strong sense that we have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about right now. No, I mean like Adams doesn't have a great like delicate touch. Um, that. I I could find some footage to prove I, you wrong. No, no, but he 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 he's good technically. But the he, absolute boy has a sweet he, touch. He's good technically, but he's not. Um, he he takes a heavy touch sometimes, and that that gets him into a lot of trouble if you were playing as a pivot player. 
Bezacourt is better on the ball in tight spaces than Tyler Adams is. Tyler Adams exploits open spaces to make room for him because of his pace. And I think we're going very far with very little information hey, Britt, right now. Hey, Britt, who's your goatest? I, I don't really have one because <laughs> I didn't watch the game. So I was gonna hoping to just segue to just asking Wotist. Uh, well, Wotist is pretty easy, right? Um, in this game, we had one mental mistake that cost us in the entire yeah. game. And that mistake was not playing Kaku in the center. <laughs> uh, like, okay, give it to Rivas. Yeah, it's, it's it has to. Yeah. yeah, he was also subbed off at the half, you know. He subbed off at the half? No. Or no, like the 60th no, no. minute? He was, he was subbed it, off first. He was, it was yeah. like the 70th minute. And people were pretty relieved. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He also sorry. didn't... Sorry, like, sorry. He, strong boy. I also... I Somebody mentioned that he could be the quick boy. Uh, wow. I don't know. Someone now called I'm torn. Referred to him as the thickness with the quickness. Yeah, yeah. That, that was Alex, I think. The, uh, uh, <laughs> the yeah, it's Carlos. The learn, he's still growing. He's still at a growth spurt. He's learning his strength. It's not fair. Strength. You know, it's just not fair. They don't pick on the other boys like this. Um, yeah, fine. That sounds reasonable to me. Oh, okay, so one zero loss to RSL. I will say that while. Uh, you know, in the grand context of things, I'm not too mad about it or too steamed about it, especially considering that all the other teams in Champions League lost this week. We also explicitly said this is the one game we could afford to lose. I get, but part of me does look at this game and think, man, this is exactly what I was, what I was uh, looking into the season was talking about, like just taking points when we could and. you know, not playing down to opponents. Like, this is kind of one of those games uh, I was looking yeah, at for yeah, that. Yeah. Kinda, like, you know, it's another year, another early season dropped points to uh, struggling, out-of-shape RSL team. Like, would yeah. you say, I wouldn't call it a trap game. Would you call it a trap game? Uh, I, I No. Kind of. I don't know. I think if, if I have to pick one or the other, I'd lean towards no, because so many people were going into it being like, it's okay if we it's, lose. It's fine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, but especially looking, I have to admit, looking across town and watching them pick up points against uh, other struggling teams, even though they're not, they don't have all their guys and they might be tired and they have a shitty field, makes me think like, God, I feel like we could do that too. Like, I feel like beating RSL this week was not. I mean, if you're looking for, like, the eye test, like, we just were a better club yeah. than RSL. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, they were gifted a goal in the fifth minute, and then, or the, what was it, third, fourth minute, and then yeah. they just, they played the rest of the game with that in mind, and they looked out. I'd feel a little disappointed with the it, point, it, but I don't know. It's exactly yeah. kind of what, it, it, it's what we saw a lot last season, where it's just, like, a lot of us playing ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, throw on the real 11, and it might be a different story. Yeah, so... We'll never know. All right, with that... I don't agree with that. I think our depth should have beaten them. Like, we can't we're use gonna that go as an excuse. to segment two. We're going to look towards another uh, theoretically weaker team in the Western Conference, Minnesota United. But we will not be with the full squad this week again, as there are international duties infringing on us yet again. So catch us after the break when we talk Minnesota. I think I'm bad as hell. I got issues that align. Saying tomorrow I do the dishes. Never come. Easy bake, easy wake up on. Just give as much as you take. Forgive as much as you hate. Or get the fuck out. I've been in the stuff out. Looking for a way out. You know, just taking it slow. Now I'm feeling one out. Looking for a way out. Somebody show me the door. I was waving. And I was drowning. 
going crazy. So this segment two of V from 202, the scores in MLS over the weekend in the Eastern Conference specifically were uh, we had DC United pick up a late, late, late draw against Houston. Um, kind of disappointed in my boys in orange there for conceding a goal in like the seventh minute of the of extra or yeah extra time there. Um, but this was a game that we've forgotten to make fun of DC about because this was played at Maryland Soccer Complex, like in front of like maybe a thousand DeMarcus people. Demarcus Beasley did not forget to make fun of this game. Oh really? I'm I'm out of the loop on this. He he had a quote being like, "Just very salty." Yeah, just like there should never be a condition like this while we play. Yeah, like, it is crazy. Locker rooms are crazy. There was like a curtain for the door. Or, like it, it is like that. wild that in 2018 this is still happening. Okay, so like full context obviously is that you know DC like LAFC and like Portland actually right now too are still finishing their stadium. So they've been forced to look away. And then they had one game that they're playing at Navy in Annapolis. Makes sense. I don't know why they can't just like play a game like somewhere in Virginia. They should make like a regional thing of it, right? But they picked them. Also, why don't you just play the first half in RFK still? What's uh, uh, what's well, what's the okay. issue? I mean, I, I guess like, like, I don't love RFK, but like, yeah. they, it's they, not they, like they had a whole lot of infrastructure they left there. They very loudly announced that it was the last game at RFK. No, but like, I mean, even to that point, it's like, why would you even announce it if yeah. you know that the construction is not going to get finished until no, July? No, I agree, but I think they, that was logistically not an option for some reason. Uh, was it not? Yeah, I think they were saying that like pretty much every soccer field or usable soccer field with a better capacity. I mean, I would have rather gone deep into Virginia, or I would have told MLS, look, we need to pull a like a Hartford uh, or a, who who else did this like a, a uh, like Toronto Super I feel like Toronto, Toronto did this yeah. once like where they, like, they, they did 12 on the road to start the season they needed they I would, it would have been better to do that they started in like May or late April I think yeah. but this is like mid-June yeah late June. so they, I would have rather done that but how f- like that's crazy that they just did it at their USL basically their uh, open cup place that they play like imagine if we played a game New England like it's like not even played like Columbia. Montclair <laughs> Yeah, like I feel like it's not even Montclair. I mean, pro- like it's pr- about Montclair. It's Montclair, but like <laughs> the fact that it, it, I feel like it's almost more equivalent just playing at Hanover. Really, like it's like that ridiculous. It'd be like Montclair before they actually made upgrades. To the Honestly, stadium. Hanover yeah. might have been better than the soccer place. Might have, yeah. It, it probably would have been slightly easier to get to. I looked at it on the map. It's far away. You could at least, you know, take NJ Transit to Montclair. Um, but yeah, weekends. Let's all, even though they still got a point, let's still laugh at DC. Fuck off. Did you see Ben Olsen even said like, yeah, this this season's unfortunate. (laughs) He's got to be gone after this season, right? I don't know how he sells a job. Yeah, he's gonna win the Open Cup. (laughs) (laughs) So we have Philadelphia and Columbus playing a zero-zero draw. Apparently, the news out of this one is that Philadelphia's back line doesn't look as terrible as people might have thought. Young, very young. We had Montreal pull off a 1-0 win at home against Toronto. Um, Toronto's still winless on the season, despite you know being champions and pretty much universally acknowledged to be pretty good. Uh, so that can be our you know small comfort. 
Um, NYC FC picks up a win at home against Orlando. City does this without David Villa and the right back Tenor Holm. Uh, this was Sasha Klesterin's debut. What I said the other week was wrong. He did get to play a little bit. Orlando looks like a big, fat mess right now. So uh, either I'm calling it in two weeks when we play them, we're going to beat them and get Christ fired. Or we're going to get crushed. We're going to get crushed, and it's going to be the resilience of their Sasha's season. Sasha's going to score a hat trick. Yeah. Um, Atlanta beats Vancouver 4-1 off of a early, uh, very controversial, I think, VAR call that since Waston sent off earlier. Waston must be getting towards the record for red cards now, right? He <sighs> must be. It's got to be up there. Apparently, after this game, Felipe said that he wanted to fight everyone on the field. Oh, he apparently say. stomped Darlington Nagby. Oh. Or clipped, yeah, clipped him like deliberately. King. Yeah. King. I love it. Always, yeah. fuck off always in my heart. Especially because it's against Atlanta. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just Although absolutely. Darlington Nagby though, like don't like don't don't no no don't. No, no no Darlington Nagby on Atlanta. Uh, no. No, I'm I still like him. I don't really give a shit about Darlington Nagby, but I think Felipe saying he wants to fight all Atlanta is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um and then the only <laughs> other Eastern Conference game involved he is would fight all of Atlanta. Uh, our opponent this week, Minnesota United beating Chicago two one. So uh safe to say that Chicago is knocking still, the World Cup. Yeah. Still yeah. having a rocky season. Unclear what's going on there, but uh, Minnesota picks up, I think, their second one in the season um, off of two goals uh, from Ibsen and Sam Nicholson. Uh, I just don't know anyone on their squad. No Molino, no problem, no, I guess. No Molino. Kevin Molino, who uh, is the other young DP that Orlando has traded away after wasting his potential, uh, was <laughs> their star going into the season. Um, and uh, he tore his ACL the other week, so that was their creative midfielder, it looked like, for this season. He had a, so he had a great game against San Jose. Yeah. They're they're um, improvising, I think, in um, the midtime. C- yeah, can I uh, say that someone I think believes that number uh, ten should be filled by a certain Batman on that team? I know Ibarra. how much you hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, Miguel Ibarra, the infamously called up as NASL player by Jurgen Klinsmann, is back now. Um, he's actually playing now. Um, yeah, I'm baffled by just deciding he's Batman and being like, yeah, it's my nickname now. Like his name doesn't even sound like Bat, like like Batshuayi. That I reject this. I won't acknowledge this. But uh, yeah, apparently I saw. I think it's uh, Bruce McGuire. I think is the guy's name. I think he does one of their blogs, the Fifty Five One blog. Um, I saw him uh, disputing a couple of people that. In his opinion, Ibarra has actually never been really a winger, but a couple coaches ago, somebody played him as a winger, and all the coaches since, even until Heath, until a couple weeks ago, played him as a winger out of habit, because that's what the previous guy did. But in his in his opinion, Ibarra has been, always been more of an 8 or a 10 uh, hmm. midfield guy, so that in his opinion, it should not be so surprising that Ibarra did decently there. But I guess the news is that Ibarra and Ibsen are going to be teaming up to kind of try to provide the creative service from a deeper-lying position in midfield. Um, other than that, yeah, not very many familiar names on this roster. Uh, historically, of course, we have one win against them. That was our 3-0 win at the University of Minnesota Stadium last year. Oh, that was a good game. This is, uh, yeah, I believe we selected that as our favorite game yeah. uh, from Danny Royer. Uh, Danny yeah, Royer. Super goal. At the end of... Uh, at last season that was what we selected this is our first time ever playing minnesota at red bull arena so that'll be interesting um so despite minnesota kind of being plucky and i think on the whole likable i still gotta feel like we got we gotta expect to beat these guys 
the asterisk octagon is that we have four guys, of course, called up to international duty that will not be appearing this weekend. They are Tyler Adams, to which I say stop. Stop. Dave Sriracha, stop calling up Tyler Adams. Leave him to us. Don't get You him know hurt. he's good. Just you don't have to yeah, see him firsthand. Like, just, just, just trust us. If, yeah. if Pulisic gets to stay home to ensure that his team can stand Champions exactly. League, why can't our Champions League It's now League because of criti- it's become critical Red Bull Global, uh, you know, strategic importance to convert Tyler Adams into a Marxist third worldist so that now he will reject <laughs> the USM NAS- USMNT call-ups. I think um, that, so could gonna, us. That, that could be yeah, a task. Yeah, we can get That started. could be a task Oh, you us. know what? This is perfect because Minnesota has the Spurs group, the Red Loons. Uh, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, that's so true. we can... We, damn, we should have invited him on this to, week. I was about yeah. to mention that. Damn. All right. Well, uh, when we play them next year, we'll definitely have, have radicalized well, Tyler when, when we go to Minnesota. Yeah. We, could, we could actually do a pretty cool <laughs> we crossover. Yeah, we're, we're on a list now. Yeah. Um, good, good. Yeah. Uh, but um, we will also St. not Pauly. have Taxi nor Mario, as they've been called into their respectable, uh, respective national teams. And respectable World Cup teams. Yeah. So, and uh, Escobar. Yeah. And Escobar, of course, who's also with Panama. So uh, for the back line, uh, probably Long and Parker still. But this also means Duncan and Laid again, again, probably. So maybe they gave him a run out last week to kind of prepare him for that. So I guess I have a question. Yeah. Um, I just don't know who from Minnesota is getting a national team call up. Um, so it looks like for... Calvo is. Yeah. So it looks like for Minnesota, um, the people who are called up are... Uh, Costa Rican international, Francisco Calvo, uh, New Zealand international, Michael Boxall, and Finnish international, Rasmus Schuler. I mean, obviously saying international is redundant, but... Right. Um, so, they're going to be slightly depleted as well. I'm feeling pretty bullish on our chances this weekend. I'm, I'm expecting Can you use it's a different a phrase. word? It's a phrase. I know it is, right. but just pick a different word. Red bullish. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's feeling me. I overruled. Yeah. Um, but this is why I hate this podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, just a week ago, you were not allowing us to say I don't think about anyone without screaming "Madman, Madman, Don Draper." Give I'm me doing a break. the same thing with bullish. <laughs> I'm consistent. You have to say I'm no. Con- you're not being consistent. No, you're doing the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I feel good about the Red Bulls' prospect of winning this weekend. Uh, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think I, I, our attack's going up against uh, a, a fairly weak team. Adrian Heath is obviously in over his head at the MLS level in general. Um, Adrian Heath sucks. Yeah. Hey. I'll put it out there right now. Hey. What, why do you, what do you, what have you He's a nice guy. I like it. I guess. It. I don't know, that's the He's only passionate. thing. passionate. I know, but that's the, like, the one that's time. That's literally the only thing he adds. Like, <laughs> when, when Sasha scored that screamer against Orlando, and then he got really mad and got ejected and was screaming on the way out, everyone was like, wow, what a good manager. It's like, fuck, I could do that. Shit. Like. Yeah, okay, he's not a great manager, but I like him as a, as a, as a human being. And, sure. and, uh, uh, they're two and one, so fuck off. All right. Uh, okay. He's also, he's also an Evertonian, so. Okay. Uh, now uh, I get it. All right. <laughs> he's he's, he's uh, yeah. Question: Is this a trap game? Answer: Yes. Okay. No. Okay. I think I think it's yes, but we'll I see. I think it's yes because, because no, because, because we win. Go ahead. Like that's okay. why. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you mean now. <laughs> um, lineup. Uh, do you put the full team out there? Yeah. I mean, as much as we can. Uh, besides the absence, right? Who do you got in midfield? 
I think we go five in the back again. Oh, to, I think everyone's going to get pissed about it. I agree that we are going to do that. Because yeah, this is... It. And I think this will be like... Uh, this will validate the whole like... Oh, Jesse's system. Like, I think he's really going to uh, embrace it now. Or I could see him being like, oh, we're still, you know, breaking in the new guys. Let's give him a little bit Perhaps, of extra like, help. And, and I, a little I'm, bit of more stability. And, and, and I say that in part because I hope that we play four in the back. Uh, but, but, it, but I mean, I don't know. Odds are we play five. Uh, and it'll be essentially the same cast, uh, but just swap in Colin for Escobar. Who replaces Adams? Davis. Uh, okay. Davis might not be healthy. I don't know. I, but... I think he will be. Okay. So Davis, Shikovsky, and Kaku? Um, you know what? I think I haven't thought about this, so it's totally on the fly. Below. I'll say I'll say Bezikor, Okay. Riza. Uh, and then... I th- <sighs> Davis in the center and Kaku on the wing? Uh, no. I, th- I, th- uh, I think it'll be... So Royer... As well, Royer, Bradley, um, and then Kaku, and, uh-huh. and and that that's that that's uh that's eleven right there. All right, I I think it's going to be um, I guess at at, at the defensive, Shitkovsky, then Davis, kind of uh, in in the ten, I guess, with um, yeah, Royer and Kaku on the wing. All right, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, what what do you think the score of this game is? Uh, four to one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking like, so I know, I feel like we're going to score four goals. Um, All right. but I don't know, I don't know how many goals Minnesota is going to score. I have no idea. Why are, do you think we can score four? Uh, why not? Okay. Fair enough. We've done it before. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It just has a feeling. Like yeah. Historically we scored four goals as a club. So, yeah. uh, so, can happen so again. that's on my side. I'm going to go three nil. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm feeling. I'm feeling disappointment again. I'm going one-one draw. Oh. I'm feeling very like zero-zero versus RSL last year right now, and I'm just gonna go. Oh, that's fine. It's still early. They're kind of tired, and we're like, nah. I think this is kind of bullshit. But yeah, I don't I'm feeling we, the disappointment. I don't think you can have that kind of attitude when we have Champions League coming up, though. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the Chivas ticket situation briefly before we sure. sign off? Sure. Yes. So we recorded. It was announced, I think, like right after we were over last week. So uh, as you probably know now, the situation is if you want to buy tickets um, and you're not a season ticket holder, you have to buy a multi-package, uh, multi-game package. So two other games in addition to the Chivas one, which could be included. Or more. It, or more. It could include the City game as well. Um and this seems to be an attempt to try to dissuade uh, Chivas fans from just immediately buying up all the tickets, um, which I've thought about it, and I understand why they did this, and I, I get I, I get it to a certain level, but I feel like it's also doomed to fail. I, yeah, a I think bit. it was an execution kind of like this. I mean, like, okay, so I, I, I've thought about it, and it's like, so the idea is that there's going to be a ton of Chivas fans who are going to buy tickets, right? Yeah. So they want to upsell them. Probably take advantage of it. Might as well while you get there. But then I was thinking, if you just sell them really expensive as individuals, then you're the Chivas fans who are dying to go see Chivas are definitely going to buy them. And then you're just screwing over your own fans who just want to see your the own numbers team. look really good for the rest of the season, though, for the other games that they buy. Well, you're talking about the package. So yeah. that's so the that's different from you. I'm talking saying. about if they just did it, you know, r- regularly and priced it expensively. Right, right, right. And I'm saying that they're losing out on a lot of future. Yeah, 
Dumpers. Right, yeah. So and it it angers your own fans who have to pay a ton, you know, even to see though, one game. Yeah, um, and it probably wouldn't work even though you make a little bit more money. So I get how they arrived at this as like a compromise of being like, okay, we're still gonna get more money out of Chivas fans than usual. Our already existing fans won't mind because they're just buying tickets to games already. Um, but I feel like it's not going to work. That's short-sighted because a lot of fans already have those tickets. Right. I mean, like anecdotally. No, uh, I, I I say no because uh, the season ticket holders uh, got and red and red members got access to uh, a pre-sale for one match. But that's only red members. You could only yeah. No, it was, but it was also it was also to season ticket holders. The, Which are red numbers are the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. So then, so your point is no. No, because no, because you're, you have a lot of fans who come buy single match tickets. Yeah. So like I know a couple like anecdotally yeah, people we know who like have already kind of bought a couple games for the season and like already have planned out their packages. planned out their things and everything and now they're being told that they have to buy two more games. It's like well shit. I can't. I can't. That's not really what I wanted to do. Right. I just wanted this one game, and it's not that convenient, actually. And I saw at least one person we follow on Twitter was saying that they are no longer a season ticket holder because of financial strain, just otherwise in their life. Right. And that this was, like, also not helpful for them because they wanted to show up for this one game, and it's like, well, shit, I, you know, yeah. this this isn't great for me. So I feel like it's not perfect. And I also feel like, more to the point, that Chivas fans will still – be like, oh, look, I was prepared to spend 300 bucks to go to this game anyway. I'll just gonna buy go, out the other tickets and, then, and not go to the other games. Yeah, and they might even just not bother to and flip the people them. Who are saying to, yeah, and the people who are saying to flip them, that's still a risk that you're adding on to the people who are buying these tickets. Right. I don't know. I have no problem with the strategy. I would have rather... I have a lot of problems with the strategy. I, I don't I don't think there's a better alternative. I mean, I would have uh, rather what, done something... What, what's the better alternative? Reach out to people who have bought tickets already for the season. I, I would have already... I would have done first step exactly what we did against Tijuana. Where and I get why they didn't do it, but like versus Tijuana, as if you're a red member, you were allowed pre-sale access to buy up to eight tickets, um, and then I could have bought a ticket for like Alex and Benny, and then just given it to them. Right. That would be no problem. I couldn't do it this time. They had because to go you're buy, yeah. only limited to the tickets but that you have. Red members. Could yeah, but not then, everybody thinks like you do, and like like a lot well, of. I mean, like, but, uh, but you, a lot but, of people would would be like very eager to just resell those for right. for, yeah, yeah. for for a hundred dollars a pop. Well. Sure, but you could but also, also red. You'd be giving tickets to red members who would be able to better who would be better able to ensure that they. End up in the hands of Red Bull fans. Also, like, this the, is the season. The top ticket office cannot screen and check out and be like, "Are you actually a Red Bulls fan?" But, but like, the fans would actually be, be a little bit more. Uh, also, in to addition that. to that, it's 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 just bad for families in general because right. the amount of cost that you're adding on to just go to one game with multiple people. Yeah. Like we're not just talking about I mean, individuals. We're only talking be about f- people who yeah. buy like for a number. I mean, you could have just done that before then doing the season, like the multi-game package as well. Um, also, a solution might have been to just sell a lot of tickets to supporters sections, not right. only in the supporters oh, areas. That, oh, and that's then, interesting. And then have them sell out to other fans so they can fill out the stadium. That's out. interesting. I like that idea because then you allow them to get a little bit more revenue. Because, yeah. I mean, the reason why they didn't do the Tijuana situation is because then, yeah, the fans would end up getting the upcharge, not the organization itself. I guess it's a question of what your priority is, though. So. I don't know. I mean, I think that a lot of people, like, you know, sure, there's, like, uh, uh, the, like, inherently good one-off situations uh, where you provide tickets to people like Benny and Alex, uh, but there's a lot, a lot it's of not people. not They're terrible people. Who, <laughs> who, uh, uh, who would just, you know, sell these tickets for $200 a pop and then make 800 I mean, But that's a better alternative yeah. uh, than just not letting anyone get them. 
Well, okay. If, I think if, it's, if, if they have time or financial restraint, I think like the that's danger, the biggest issue, right? I is think that, that what would be okay with me is that um, you know you could purchase the three three the three pack, um, but you could go and request like an in person refund for for those matches um, at like a later date. So yeah. you actually would have to be tied to like to to getting that refund. I guess. I mean, I think my worry is that if I'm being generous, I think that twenty five percent maybe of Chivas fans who are buying tickets for this, who also have tickets for the other game, will either show up to the other games or even bother to resell them. Yeah. And I think those are going to be empty seats Yeah. Uh, for like, rippling like, throughout. Anyway. Yeah, and that'll also, be... Also, how many Chivas have... City fans are there? That's also really annoying to think about. <sighs> but, like, I think at the end of the day, like, I do want to, like... like you know, give some props to the front office. For no, like, no, no, for, no, 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 yes. no, absolutely not. Because this is, this is specifically like, this is against people who are, are, are financially burdened, who have less time. It's, it's clearly for, uh, people who who have, who have the privilege to be able to go to all these games or buy all these tickets. And not to mention that Chivas fans are obviously valuing these tickets more than I Red Bulls fans because of the scarcity I understand your base. Event. I understand your base argument, but it's $20 a ticket and it'd be $60 all in. $22 for the supporters section. Every yeah, other section is priced higher. But Alex said he he had to, he got quoted like 93 bucks for the package. So it's yeah. it's 20 to 30, but if you get a ticket in the 200s in in shit se- in a shit section, you're paying probably $20 as well, and then you know, anybody who's listening to this or anybody who's gone to a Red Bulls game knows that if you're in the 200s, you can just go down to the lower level uh, of the 200 section and get a good view of the stadium. I mean, you get a good view of the stadium no matter where you sit. That's true, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I I am I'm, I'm in support of it. I it's I such a lack of foresight though. Such a lack of yeah. foresight and such as it's it, it just very i'm just really bothered by the fact that families and people who are financially burdened are most affected by this it's uh it's very last minute and i think it i to, mean by nature it's last minute to, obviously well yeah but it's but i i, I think short-sighted is a good way to put it because i think to your point like jesse earlier after after the tijuana game he basically said yeah i'm kind of like annoyed a little bit by the lack of fans in the stadium which i am too and again i'll reemphasize it's not like that i'm embarrassed by our fan size or anything but to me it was a little bit like it was just quiet in the arena which i did not appreciate it's just like an experience um but uh, he was saying uh, he said specifically Jesse said specifically that the front office is doing everything they can, which I think in a way is true. Like the the sales reps are literally doing everything they can, and like on the granular level they are, they are doing everything they can. But I think Dave Martinez had a pretty decent thread that I. I think I agree with it as well just highlighting you know the team's kind of inability to like tell a consistent story or it's like an isolation the little bits of things that they do are like pretty good or like they make sense and it's like yeah we, we are getting you know out uh, like outreach from our ticket reps and stuff and you can't really complain about that but I think he had a good point that like there, there's no consistent like pitch or story for like you know why you would want to come to this game or like it, it, things aren't being made intuitive at a high level would, about this, which really that's what we opened the show about, about like people like being weirdly neurotic about the w- Champions League w- being. W- would would you prefer us making it an historic event? <laughs> maybe, yeah. I'm mean, fuck it, would, like something like that, something not so smarmy, maybe, but like. But what what other word? I don't know, like unprecedented. Um, yeah, like just something just, that builds up like. So you're just saying marketing jargon, better marketing jargon. Uh, I mean, may, I think like a con- a consistent. There is a a lack of a consistent like narrative. 
sense around the team at times. We kind of had that briefly in 2015 because, like, the contrast with City for a second. I think that's why our season tickets went up so much. But, uh, like, I think it's true that at times, you know, this is, like, the hardcore club trying to pitch. You can, yeah, it is kind of like people who have decided they're already really into soccer and, like, they want to see the best soccer at times. So, like, trying to draw in, like, the, those Tuesday nights can be can be tough. They need to work on that, basically. But, um, yeah, we're still going to be there, though. Yeah, we are. We got our tickets for face value. Yep, which is a nice benefit of being a red red uh, member. I wish I could have bought w- at least one more, maybe. I don't know, but I would have sold it. I mean, I would have sold it too. Yeah, but you guys both talked about selling it before the episode, so yeah, I would have bought, yeah. it, but I would have tried to sell it to Red Bull <laughs> fans first. Also, okay, also I mean, like, sure, you would have put it on the Red Bull ticket exchange, waited, and then two days prior to the game, you'd be like, oh fuck, I now need to actually sell this, throw it on StubHub for a hundred yeah, bucks, yeah, and buy a ticket to Guadalajara. Well, I guess I wouldn't. Also, jokes on second, them but. because they would be Chivas fans with South Ward tickets, and then they just no, move no, I would not, no, I would not do that. You can't, you can't do. No, oh, yeah, I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't resell tickets get, in the yeah. South Ward though. I don't mean, do that. Actually, don't do that. <laughs> I've forgotten about that fact. If you if you resell tickets in the South Ward for at a higher price, you suck. Don't do that. Um, cool. Is there is there anything else this week? Um, oh, we have a Benny question. Obviously, we have a Benny question. Yeah. It is subtitled "Personal Podcast Hours." <laughs> Who would you rather be forced <sighs> to do a personal podcast I hate the voice for? I just <laughs> As, as you know well, he actually talks. He doesn't act, talk like this at all. But uh, who would you rather be forced to do a personal podcast for? Uh, he is in the room and silently listening, but he's staring at you and getting in your head. So I, I asked him about clarification on this, and it is we are still doing basically View from 202. With we're somebody st- staring at us. Yeah, we're still doing our normal show about the Red Bulls, but this person is just like in the room, and they're our audience for this. So the two options are... A, Bobby Warshaw, or B, Alexi Lalas. He has a follow-up. If they like it, all three of you get season tickets for free for life. For some reason, the FO has agreed to this. Don't look the gift horse in the mouth. All you have to do is please a pundit who's awkwardly in your space while you record. Alexi Lawless would fucking hate this podcast. Oh, I, I fucking like. hate Alexi Lawless. Right. I, would I not agree. Want him I agree. Yeah, yeah, he can. He sucks. Like Bobby <laughs> Warshaw. I, I I think if Bobby Warshaw sta- sat right there and was staring at me the entire time, I he wouldn't get a mic. Bobby would be a wild time. I'd give him a mic. <laughs> we talk a lot of shit about Bobby, but like we'd we'd have a wild time as well. Yeah. Just be curious. Yeah, but I find out Bobby comes from a line of of takesters. His his uh, mom is actually a professor of political science and like goes on c-span and stuff so it Ooh. yeah it's it's a family tradition yeah we'll have him on for the when we play philly we yeah can get his il senior take <laughs> i think yeah bobby says abs- if you know for the stuff we make fun of bobby for uh online like if he were anyone but a paid analyst for mls.com he, he it would be great <laughs> he, like, he goes on extra time radio and oftentimes he's like yeah i don't have a take about this i'm just pumped i'm like that that would be great if you ran a fan podcast bobby the be <laughs> best pod- podcast ever but you literally also because his takes are so hot <laughs> you're yeah. right oh my god he'd be wild we'd... bobby warshaw retire yeah and, and then join the 202 yeah. <laughs> come on 202 bobby uh lawless though is just totally uh the new intro to ETR like has him saying his tattooed millionaire's shtick is like the first thing, and it's just it reminds me how much I fucking hate that guy. Is he not a tattooed millionaire? 
I don't know. What the fuck's wrong with tattoos, or Alexi? Yeah. Yeah. Millionaire Millionaire. part. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Tattoos. Like, gee, come on. Uh, So, uh, Alexi Lawless, more like Lexi Alas, in my opinion. Uh, Get fucked, Alexi. Don't come on our show. Bobby, though, roll by anytime. Hmm. Uh, can we talk about our fantasy league? All right. Yeah. What is what is the what is the fantasy update for this week? First fantasy update of the year, but we we got three weeks of data. Three weeks right? of games All so right. far. Um, I will say that Sam is in last place right now with oh. 110 points. Oh. You are in second with 135. Respectable. Uh, catching up to me with uh, 144. Ooh, within striking distance. Yeah. The points do wild uh, wildly vary. What about our? Uh, can you scroll over to our open league? Head to head? Um, no, because I'm 0 and 3 in that, or 0 and 2 in that league. <laughs> Both of you are 0 and 2. Um, oh, did you one. win? I did win. You won a game. I, bit, I beat Chris Cruz, which means, uh, yeah, <laughs> knocked off the perch much. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, we. Uh, wow. Shots fired. Yeah, hand it, hand it, <laughs> Give us your, give us your password. We own your account now. That's how it works. We didn't notify you of this, but we own your podcast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, but yeah. None of us are in first place. I, I think Fishkin's two and zero though, so I shouldn't I shouldn't talk sh- too much shit. <laughs> Fishkin so. is two and zero. All right, so whoever whoever wins this will determine the the true ranking, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. Feel free to make fun of us when you beat us. But uh. Now for, for at least now I get to make fun of Chris. So. Yeah. Cool. I think that's it, right? That's it for this week. We'll see everyone on yeah. Saturday for our first ever home game. Against Minnesota. Yo, yo, hey, 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 I bang with the main man. Had a same game since the playpen. Nate Crystal Lake, no Jason. I see more M's than the Mason logo. Got a white bitch, but I call her Coco. Ten star dark out in front of the photo. 20 years old, I'm 12 M's in. I'm fucking this hoe from the West End. Added them numbers to pack in. Check so big, make it backspin. Bet around, click, get your butt chin. Sleep with the chop on the nightstand. Six in the coupe, get a Santan. Stay with the stick like I'm saying, man. Fuck with the move, movie gang got the shoe. Woo. Fifteen thousand, just for some shoes. Cash. Put it on a sprinter. sprinter. Put it on a little boat. This is not a rental. No. I own this hoe. That way. Yeah. Look at these prices. prices. Look at the ice and the way I rock these jewels. Talk to me nice. Talk to me nice. I pull up and I come through. Talk to me nice. Talk to me nice. I pull up and I come through. Talk to me nice. Talk to me nice. I pull up and I come through. Niggas get shot. Shoot. At the Alpha Cloud, pull up to the spot, spot. kitchen flooded out, flooded niggas out. love thots, stir fry cooking pots, mobos damn bo bo, mobos down the mosh, fuck on the wild rent logo, Smash. fuck niggas sign with the popo, Whoa. I can still go back to the hood, hood. then step by the autograph photo, gelato biscotti biscotto, cool too low dodge potholes, that showgirl on the low maho, got eight rings on no Geico, Geico. fuck with the move, Movie. gang got the shoot. Just for some shoes Put it on a sprinter Put it on a little boat This is not a rental I own this hoe Look at these prices Look at the ice and the way I rock these jewels Talk to me nice Talk to me nice, I pull up and I come through Talk to me nice Talk to me nice, I pull up and I come through Talk to me nice Talk to me nice, I pull up and I come through Oh God, I stay with the fire Ride around town with the F on the tire That boy a little weird, check his chest for the wire These broke ass rappers need work for hire Jotty bitch, can you tell me who flyer? Rebound me bitch in the Esquire QC the label the Empire Young rich nigga, I inspire And I need that Never ask no one for feedback Got a bitch to send niggas up 
Shawty love saying rat traps. Shawty love eating rat snacks. At the crib with a F and N, got a two to three and then I'll kick back. Make a million, then I sit back. Fuck with the move, movie gang got the shoes. Fifteen thousand, just for some shoes. Put it on the sprinter, put it on the lubo. This is not a rental. I own this hoe. That way, yeah. Prices.